morning. Okay, we have a few Rashis and Redaks to go over before we start the next parak. Go back first to Malachan Bey's parak Yates. Go back all the way to Laman Allah for a moment. This is the promise to the Navi that Akash Baruch is going to save Yishlaim this time and not taking away from the efforts in Schusim of Chizkiyo and all the Tamatera, the Gemara says, the Tamatera and the Asmada is what defeated Sancheirv, but it was not the only thing playing in the decision, so to speak. And if you look back at the Pasuk again, Lamed Aleph, Kimish Lam, Teitze Sheiris, Ufleita, Meharzian, Kinas Hashem, Tazazai, so we commented that is due to the potential Chilul Hashem, and the positive Kiddush Hashem of the Nes Nigla that will happen. The army won't wake up. And if you look at Rashi, the Maslow Kinnis Hashem's focus, it doesn't mean that there is no schus. It means it's not only the schus, even though if you weren't listening, you might read the Rashi like that. I don't believe that's what Rashi means. Rashi's quoting uh, Chazal. What does that mean? So we have enough of a running overview of what's going on. Ochaz, who is Chizkiah's father, who was Chizkiah's father. Uh, the good news is he's not going to be as bad as Menashe will be, if you can call that good news. Menashe will possibly do more damage, but it's going to be hard to tell because Menashe will do tshuva. The question is, will tshuva be accepted? Achaz never did tshuva. On the other hand, Achaz never did things as bad as Menashe will. And we're going to save the discussion for Menashe for many a Sunday morning because it's a, it's a big sugya and we're not there yet. But I think the intent of Rashi is is he did so much damage, he set so many things in motion, that even though you tried and succeeded in many ways to undo the damage, uh, they're still uh, riding at the core, which is going to be a theme that will take us all the way to the Chorban. That's why I'm going back to this Rashi to focus on it. You have to look at the ups and look at the downs and be very uh, thankful for the tzaddikim and the neshamas that were given to Klai Yisrael and the form of the Nevi'im and even the form of some of these malachim. But you can't lose sight of the fact that the malachim that were chaytim achtis arabim will do such tremendous damage that it's not impossible to recover from and Klai Yisrael is still here. So obviously we recovered enough, but not enough that's going to avert the Horban or the zigzag pattern that will continue. The only thing worse than a zigzag pattern is a pattern that doesn't zag, uh, which is the Asar Sashvatim. They're not here anymore, and they were sent out because they didn't have any upturn. So everything is in life is always contrast. And here we have a situation where Chizkiyo, and he notes this, he wasn't that happy to hear this, because he realized that his avodah and the avodah of people still fell short. But Lamaisa, without them, there wouldn't have been a Yeshua. 
Kamar clearly says that. They're Hasmada, they're Tshuva, they're Bitochen. And without the Rachamei Hashem due to the pending Chil Hashem, had Yushalayim been taken, without that, nothing would happen here in terms of the nace of the downfall of Sancherv. So Zevazegarm, if you want to call it. It's interesting that this Rashi, in the brief comment, puts more of it on, as the Pasuk says, the Kinnis Hashem, which is sobering. And to focus on the Nates for a moment, we still have a Rashi and a Redak to see. Take a look at Pasuk Lamed Hay again. They woke up in the morning. They Nebuchadnezzar, and of course uh, Sancheirev, Nebuchadnezzar, his sons, Sancheirev's sons, that is, and they woke up and they see the desolation and see that there's no army left, and they go home. In case you're wondering, why didn't the uh, Yidin uh, look out the window and give chase? Now they outnumbered them, Baruch Hashem. So, I don't know when they woke up. It could be, this is four in the morning and they just, Bibizianus, uh, quietly ran home. Or it's possible that they took a look out the window and they saw that there were just a few people standing in a machina which numbered in the hundreds of thousands. And they didn't give chase. They realized this was complete Yeshua Hashem Lamayla To give chase would almost make it like oh, we've got to do something here. If you remember the famous Medrash recorded with the pecking order that each successive tzaddik who was a king said, I can do less and asked Hashem to do more, and Chizkiel basically said, I'm going to sleep. So that's not because he was lazy, it's because he felt that it was so utterly out of his hands, and understood, certainly after this nevuah, that Kinnus Hashem Tassazais is not going to be something he should be proactive in at all, which is very interesting. Even to the extent of cleaning up Acharamaisa, capturing the uh, biggest Rosham, and trying them for war crimes, or... Uh, well, he had enough warm crops, uh, he had enough blood in his hand already, but suddenly to capture him, so he shouldn't come back like a bad penny. That's happened before, like Nebuchadnezzar will. But they didn't make a move. So I can't prove they didn't make a move because they saw it and they decided not to make a move, or they slipped out at four in the morning. But I'm cheshesh that it's the former, which is an important point to think about. Take a look at Lamed Hay and Rashi, Vahib Alay Lahuk, Sheshav Sancherif Me'akush. Rashi is referring to the Chazal. We saw that his stargazers said, Your Highness, get a move on. We have one more day to close this deal. And the Kitschuk of Noiv is still hanging there. And it's now or never. And he said, What are you talking about? Got a defenseless city, no army. They're half starved. And I can do this whenever I want. No rush. I'm kind of tired. We just fought a campaign and won. We'll do it manana. And uh, that was by Hashem Yetzadah. So Rashi alludes, and it was Naiv that was still hanging as a kitcher again. He didn't act on it. And the next day, Naiv was no longer on the agenda. Rashi says, which again is an allusion to the Chazal. Each one had 
thousands under them. So we're talking about millions of soldiers, 185,000 perhaps, right? The doors of Yerushalayim and then the battalions waiting on the next hill. Quite a frightening situation. Go to Pasuk Lamed Vav, which we saw already. Rashi says, He, Roish, Le'eretz Ashur, that was the capital of Ashur, and he goes to bow down to his Avadazar, probably praying for some sort of insight into what just happened. And according to one Medrash, uh, his sons looked at this and said, uh, Dad, he still didn't figure this out. And the other Medrash, which the Medak is going to quote, uh, they heard a Mecharia uh, Pargad, there was a plot that he was devising that when his advisors told him that this chus of Am Yisrael is because Akedah Yisrael, which is partially true, but that's not, certainly not the only thing that carried it, as we just said, Sancheir Chusim and the Chil Hashem Shaboy, but he decided he's going to bring his sons to sacrifice and outdo Avram, and they heard about that, and they said, oh no, uh, not, not in our backyard, yes. Well, they had the whole story wrong. Amavinu so, didn't so, shecht. So even though he didn't, it went around that he did? It went around they did. He would have. He almost, yeah, probably went around that he did. They don't really have uh, this too straight. And it's irrelevant because uh, that wasn't uh, it's the main part of the story. He didn't because Hashem obviously doesn't want human sacrifice. And it's, it's, uh, it's not true. And Amavinu knew that to begin with. And he, that was the design. He was confused at why he was even seemingly being asked to, and afterwards it was explained to him when he asked for an explanation, which you're allowed to do after the Nisayan, Hashem said, I told you to bring him up. You brought him up, bring him down. Never meant so, it in the first place. So, but they missed all that. So is, I mean, it's, is it a uh, Livneiver a little bit from the other nations? <laughs> Not Livneiver, it's uh, Rashaim, uh, They People hear what they want to hear, as you probably have noticed already. And uh, don't confuse me with the facts. And uh, that's true about the uh, liberals, and it's even true about ultra conservative. They were hardcore over there with the czars. I can't even call them liberals. Uh, but um, it's, if you want to be into something, so you'll um, you'll just remember. The Umasayli probably saw that Abba went up with Yisroel and came home alone. They came home with Yishmael, but the, uh, he went to yeshiva. But uh, I don't know if they looked into that. The Radak spells this out. Take a look at the Radak in Lamed Zayin. He saw the utter humiliation and defeat. So he said, that's odd. So he was a maimon enough. I don't say this in his chus. That's why I said ultra-conservative. He said, something happened over here. He believed in something. He just uh, was confused. What's going on over here? Every time they're about to lose, they win. Amaloi Avram Avia Mehelem Benoi Ayla. Historically, not exactly, but he sort of brought him up and he would have brought him as an Ayla. And he said, okay, I can do that also. Amar Afani Ele Eshne Banai Le Elohai. Kisha Shamu Banav Hukobacherev Boy Shahayim Ashtachavah. 
talk about stabbing in the back. So, best time to do it if you have to do it. And he was Chaim Misa a thousand times over already. As an Avodah Vodazar, Rotseach, potential Rotseach, whatever category you want. And uh, this is the din of Bar Laharcha Hashkem Vaharga, which the Achrayim, interestingly enough, debate a little bit. Uh, do Goyim, does Ben Nayach have the right to do that? On a, certainly on a rumor, Nachshash, the answer is yes, and they were right. And uh, they had every right to do this because they took him seriously as he was. As uh, wacky and crazy as that sounds, you would think that he would say, okay, obviously our Avodazar. Our many Avodazars are not as powerful, and there's only one true God. He's all powerful, and I'll to give up. That wasn't his conclusion. That wasn't necessarily the conclusion of many of the Avodazars, almost all of them, even when they were willing to say that uh, this round he certainly was more powerful. And as I mentioned, Nebuchadnezzar himself is going to be afraid to even start up because he sees the power, and he saw the power firsthand over here. That's still not going to stop him from ultimately destroying the base of Mikdash. So call it short memory, call it rationalization. So he understood over here, what's chusta to have? I've got to do something over here to please my gods. So that means he still believed in them. And he was Chayim Misa just for that. And that is where the parak ends. They had to run for their life to Ararat. And his other son takes over the throne. The empire here is not going to have too much time left because Nebuchadnezzar and Bavel will ascend, so it doesn't really make too much of a difference that Acer Chadon became king, but he was the next king, and the Pasuk mentions it. And we start now, Perichav Pasuk Aleph, with the next incredibly deep and moving and powerful subplot within Chizkiyo. You would think after this battle, so how much more is there to say? We have two major sugis coming up before we even get to Manasha. And the uh, ups and downs. We know Chizkiyahu Melech goes down in history as a Tzadik Yisraelim. And one of the biggest, per Rabbi Yechem and Zakkai dying, and only Chizkiyahu Melech greeting him, as we explained. And we see, per yesterday's Trosha, that even a Tzadik, there are ups and downs, and uh, it's never simple, but if you keep working at it, it creates a tremendous Olam Haba. So uh, this, according to Rashi, according to many Mepharshim, not all Mepharshim, this next parak took place before the downfall of Sancheirev. So we're going to have to put our minds back here in Perichof, a Muktamucha over here, and the Pasuk here finishes up the Tefillah, the Nevoah, the defeat, and now goes back to what immediately preceded it. And if you don't know the timeline, you're going to be very shocked at what's going on. And let me give you just a little bit of background. Uh, besides the terror in Yushalayim and the insurgency, Chizkiyo was up against a lot over here. His own people, many of them, maybe up to 50%, maybe more. If you recall, he had uh, one of his own cabinet members try to surrender to Sancheirev and claimed that most of the people were with him, and numbers-wise they were, so really slightly more than 50%. And... He's in the minority, and he's taken a whole entourage to surrender, and Gabriel Amal comes to slam the door in his face, and he shows up alone, Baruch Hashem, and then they kill him, execute him, they torture him. But no shortage of traitors, and uh, Rav Shaka is giving the most drushes, but he wasn't the only one. It's Mount Kriyashma. And 
Chizkiyahu is constantly trying to convince the people and reassure the people that, no, we have an Avua and, and everything's going to be okay and they're looking out the window and there are hundreds of thousands of troops with millions in the wings and everything's going to be okay. Like uh, Rabbi Zilber Atzadik, who we learned about last week, two weeks ago. And Stalin could be alive today, gone tomorrow, or gone the next hour. But yeah, it's uh, always uh, heartening to read the stories afterwards. A little bit challenging to go through it as it's in real time. But the reason why we learn Novi, for many reasons, is to get the chizik in these areas. Leoleno shouldn't be Nogea because it's a difficult Nisanis. So on top of all that, he's got people rebelling, he's got people uh, trying to surrender. The polar opposite of Rabbi Yechem Zakkai, as we contrasted. He wanted to surrender, and the Bayana wouldn't let him. And there's no right or wrong. It depends on the situation. You've got to follow Das Torah. Here, Das Torah was the Novi, and he had his Sheikh Makosh Baruch Hu not to surrender. And Chizkiel is trying to hold down the fort, literally and figuratively. And in the middle of everything, he gets, he becomes Loyalenu deathly ill to the extent that he can't move. And this is three days before the invasion which began three days before the downfall. You couldn't put together a more complicated script. Now here's the leader who's trying to be mechazik them, and he's saying, don't worry, and just listen to me, and now he's so sick he can't get out of bed. So what would you think if you were on the fence among the voters? You didn't know Chizkiah's camp, Shevna's camp, and Shevna's leading a whole entourage, and He's trying to surrender, and at this point, I don't know if he's, uh, maybe he's dead by now, but uh, there are still plenty of people. Uh, certainly uh, not believing totally, yes. So that's part of, the, part of the good news here, and, you know, I don't have to reinforce the good news, because you know he's going to get better. So I sort of, like, <laughs> spoil, you know, he's going to survive over here. And you read the end before we read this, because that was Parakeet test. But um, do, did they know he was sick? Uh, not fully. Uh, they know, this is my conjecture, I, I wasn't there, but I know he couldn't get out of bed, and I know this took three days. I have a raya they didn't really know how sick he was if he was sick, but he didn't show his face in public for three days. That's something you don't do as you keep giving public drushes. Don't worry, I was going to be okay, and chizik, and nevuahs, and bitachan, and amuna, and tefillah, and night seder. And he did show up to night seder for three nights. Not showing up to night seder for three nights is already huge. And uh, so did they know what was going on? Not exactly. It's the king's prerogative to be in the palace, and there's a lot going on, and maybe he's having meetings. So, David, that's a very important point, and I will bring a raya that they didn't know, certainly didn't know the full extent, which is important over here, or else everything would have fallen apart. It's still very disconcerting when the person giving everybody chizuk uh, all of a sudden disappears. And I'm sure they asked, they said, no, no, he's in the palace, he's in a room, very pressured time, and top staff meetings. Okay, understandable explanation, a little bit, a little bit odd, but understandable. So, Let's start Pasuk He was deathly ill. He was a young man and he was visited with some chayli that uh, I don't even know after we describe it what it's going to be, but how are you going to describe it? We just know by the refuel what he was trying to do, but it uh, doesn't really have a name. And 
here we have the city about to fall, and uh, it doesn't look like he's going to survive. And the inner circle, somebody, somebody had to know. They had an in-house staff. The butler had to know. And uh, how, and I'll just take your question, how they kept this a secret is pretty incredible. If indeed the people didn't know, and I have a raya, I will share soon that they didn't know, is to the credit of the people around him that uh, this type of news spreads like wildfire. It wasn't a very big city, and everybody's looking at everybody else, certainly the king. So it's a bit baffling how they didn't know if we're going to claim they didn't know, and I believe they didn't know. That's pretty amazing. What? Before Twitter, and um, I think an hour after Lahavdil, Elifavdil, and a few trillion more, when Stalin passed out, and in Russia, they knew how to keep secrets. I think people found out pretty quickly because I think they realized things are pretty bad when the state agency had to say something. The state agency never said anything. And, the, and even then, they didn't tell the truth. They said, yeah, it's not feeling well. Upset stomach, you know, that vodka can really get to you. They still didn't say that he was deathly ill and he never recovered. Even that, they couldn't hide. And over here, it doesn't look like it got out. And remind me, remind me to say the raya. I don't know if I get to this week or next week, but pretty convincing raya didn't. So that's to the massive credit of the people around him. They understood that it wouldn't be good for Klai Yisrael at this point. Now, Pika is all about what do you need? Is the care good? Can I get you any medicine? Any food you like? Cheer up, we're going to dive for you, everything's going to be okay. Yeshayel comes to do Bikachelim. He walks in, a very definitive message, and he's the Navi Adar. love Kayamar Hashem. Couldn't get more definitive than this, not my opinion. Kayamar Hashem, Tzav Lebeisecha Kimeis Atav Losichia. How's that for Bikachelim? I don't make this up, as you know. He walked in, Kayamar Hashem. He didn't, I, we would have said, you know, you got to be very careful around the Chayla Leyelainu. You can't even say anything that will insinuate that uh, this is the end, even if it's true. Because they can pass out just from that. I always tell people, don't talk in the room. People do this all the time. You say, the doctor says he doesn't hear anything. He says, that's what the doctor says. We don't know, and we have stories. They did hear something. They talk about Leviathan and uh, arrangements, and uh, the guy's alive. Well, if he was alive, after he hears that, he's not going to be alive too long. So uh, you, don't, you don't do that. So here he walks in, Kai Amar Hashem. So why did he do that? The answer is he was told to by Hashem. So this is very unconventional Bikr Chalam. Now the Chavik uh, in Germany, in Frankfurt, Yekis are very organized. And they had a minig. This is a lot to say about this minig. We don't do this today. But you understand where the minig is coming from. Anybody was sick for three days, Taka, even if he had a cold which in the olden times could lead to who knows what, but even if they didn't think it would say he had the flu. That penicillin, that could be dangerous, but they didn't, they had no inkling that he was uh, that seriously ill, but they had a low plug. The minute was, uh, somebody was in bed for three days, the Chavikadish would visit him and discuss tshuva and tzavah, like this. They made it a low plug, but that way when you walked in, you got to visit the Chavikadish, he didn't pass out because they were visiting, because this was low plug. And no, 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 uh, most of the people we visit had the flu, and they were in their minion next the following Sunday. But, just in case, this is what it is. That way, they got things done. 
We don't do that today because people can't handle it. And if the Chavikadish would visit them, they would, that would be like Yeshayo and Avi visiting them and giving over this message, so we don't do it. But for those that can handle, we talk around about if something has to be done. Yeah, Gamaras and Gamaras and Gamaras about Tavos, about this, that. But uh, you have to deal with what the generation can handle, so we don't have that minig anymore. But we're talking about Chizkiyo Melech, who can handle things. We're going to see in a moment just how well he handles things. Okay, most people would just pass out and because self-fulfilling prophecy, literally, just by saying this, just out of sheer fright. Yeshayo was told to say this by Akash Baruch Hu, and Akash Baruch Hu, of course, knew what this is going to cause. Yeshayo, interestingly enough, does not. He says a nevuah, and he didn't have any other nevuahs waiting in the wings. That nevuah, you're going to die, and it was a nevuah, clear-cut with one line, and I'm sorry to say this, but uh, I was sent to uh, give you over the message. Now, the Pela, Gabe Pela, this message, it wasn't, if it wasn't bad news enough, Meis Atta is pretty clear. What do you have to add to Meis Atta? Meis Atta there's one of those things, this is the drash is the push-up shot. You will die, you won't live. Well, usually people that die don't uh, live. So the message over here is Meis Atta You're dying by Lamazeh, and you're not going to live by Lamazeh. What's that all about? And the Gemara Brachas tells us that Chizkiah was kind of shocked. The first part of the message, okay, everybody has time span, so whatever it is. The second part, he was quite surprised. Take a look at Rashi. In Three days before the end. So this led up to the night of Pesach and the night of the downfall. There is a bit of a machleg is what is there a Pashup shot that it was afterwards as the sequence says, but the, there are many Midrashim, Rashi just quotes it, the uh, Kitzer. But uh, the, again, the backdrop over here is, um, is fascinating because not only did Chizkiyo have to do a personal tshuva for the Avera we didn't talk about yet, but apparently Hashem designed it that in order to have the Yeshua you needed, okay, the main thing, the need for the Kiddush Hashem and the need to avoid the Chil Hashem. That's HaKosh Baruch Cheshpen with the Kodesh Shemayim and longevity and the promise to Klai Yisrael and everything goes into that. And then there was the personal avoid of the people, which Chizkiah put into place already years ago because he saw where this was going and he caused the people to do tshuva, trying not to do the damage all Chaz did and everybody's learning and shtaking as Gavaldic. And in order to complete that, you needed the Melech himself, who was a Tzadik Adar, who was leading the charge to have this Yeshua, needed the personal Zchusim to be Zechelikach. And he was missing a big one, and that is that he didn't get married. And he had all sorts of very good Cheshbenis, why he didn't, which we'll discuss. And all those Cheshbenis uh, didn't add up. Now you'll say, where do we see a person in the of Misa? If he doesn't get married, I mean, we just had a single Shabbaton over here. They should all be married within a week, uh, but or at least engaged. But uh, it's not a chi of misa. The answer is, it's not a chi of misa if a you're not chizkiyo amelach and you don't have to know better. 
If you're not Melech Yisrael, has to pass it on to the next generation of Malchus. It's different when you're not having a kid, you're a commoner, versus you're Melech Yisrael, this is part of Malchus, based David, and part of the Mashiach, line of the Mashiach. And number three, it's more toxic when you make a decision because you're trying to mix into a Kosh Baruch's affair, not because you couldn't find a good Shidduch. Put all those three together, and we're talking about Chizkiah Melech, it's still surprising, and he was very surprised. As the Navi probably was when he first heard it, but uh, we're going to have to explain that, but that's what is going to be happening here, and the reason it happens before the downfall is because he's not going to be zeichet to this, he's not going to survive if he doesn't fix this up. Yes? Yeah. Yeah, well, you could say as a year as can I see as ice means I'm gonna to continue to protect it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but don't forget, the last parak ended with Asar Khadim Benoy Tahtov, and we have a history that our enemies keep coming back like many bad pennies. So Ashur is still around, they have a new king, and and they're very unhappy. So the fact that it's a Dover Pasha. Oh, yeah, that was a close one, but good to see uh, them, them gone. Good riddance. What? Why? Um, I don't, was it the entire army? A lot of them, maybe, it was all of them. The entire army that was here, but it was probably Rod Minion and Binion. Even Ashur, even though this is designed by Kosh Baruch Hu, um, there had to have been some battalion, some, they're still running an empire. The next king had to have had an army. So um, this is not this is not Pasha. There were great uh, empires who thought they would reign a thousand years. Toward the end of World War II, uh, decimated uh, wouldn't be the word. Bar Hashem, and uh, they were still fighting, pulling from here, there, everywhere. Um, the story of the last battle of Berlin is uh, only makes sense if you're from and you see Hashem wanted more Nazis to be killed because that was uh, a fight of desperation is, is an understatement. But they were giving him, okay, they were giving 14-year-old guns. I think that didn't make any sense. You know, the army was gone. Like, well, what are you, what are you doing? Uh, crazy enough. You have enough hatred. Uh, so you'll, you'll do whatever. Uh, so it's not a foregone conclusion. It's hard for us to imagine, but uh, we've, had, we've had other people come back and that, that's a possible way to learn. Lamaisa, uh, that Rashi is learning that uh, it's beforehand and that possibly will be a raya. So, uh, the Tzivoy, let's continue in Rashi. The third day when he gets up from his chaylu, which is an ace, uh, there was no cure. Der Hatev, and the cure he got was the worst thing you could do for this particular disease, which we'll see. He gets up the eve of uh, the fall of Sancheirv, and it's Pesach. Rashi says, and We will see that Gemara next week. Let's go to the Peleites. Go to page Kuf Membez, the first paragraph at the top. We're still dealing with various achanas for mitzvahs and how to make achanas to stay away from Averis.
Even when you're about to do a mitzvah, don't jump in without mentally preparing yourself, and of course, preparing yourself to do the mitzvah with all the hidurim, not just you fancy yourself that you remember vaguely what to do, and you'll just jump in, and you'll figure it out. He says, you're going to jump in without knowing what you're doing and you'll botch it up and you'll do an Avera. That's been done before with the best of intentions. They say something about a road to Gehenna being paved with good intentions. So it doesn't help if you want to do mitzvahs. There's a Shulchan Aruch on everything. If you can't read it and figure it out, so go ask a Shaila. But you don't uh, just wing it if you have time to prepare. And what could happen, which you want to strenuously avoid, is to rush into mitzvahs and do it in a way where it starts backfiring and then you have harata even for the good that you did. And if you have harata on a mitzvah, you can erase a mitzvah. Just like if you have harata on a you can erase the avera, which is the good news. Harata works. We just call it tshuva in the positive sense. But you can have harata, and if you start regretting, there are never people who have... Issues if they uh, go off, and not only are they off now, but uh, they start regretting what they, that's like really bad. It's better if you're dealing with, uh, you're struggling with something, to struggle with something. You don't have to be tailor with shyness, but a person can't live with themselves, so they start forenferring and rationalizing that this new derech is the way, and therefore they're not what they did, and you can erase what they did. And in Shamayim, it works in both directions, unfortunately. Think of the entire plan from beginning to end. We were just talking about So every mitzvah has halach. Bikachaylam is a big one. It's one of the most common mitzvahs. People like doing it. It's a wonderful thing. And they don't realize their dinam attached. It's like a shofar on it. And there's also common sense. Often people don't apply either one. And they say, like a base level, they say funny things. They think, uh, I've been in a base level. People walk in like a stand-up uh, comedian. They think they're supposed to like uh, make jokes and cheer them up. Rarely, sometimes, rarely, but I had a couple of cases where that might be true if the person is too down toward the end and you have to lift them up. That's not the protocol. The protocol is to sit there quietly. And Chazal understood human psyche more than we do. And he understood that the other wants to dwell on the subject. It's the people visiting who are uncomfortable, sometimes more uncomfortable. They start changing the subject, making jokes. That's not what... Uh, and uh, I, I've been... People just don't know what to do. So I've, I, I've been to places where when you walk in, you catch the tail end of the conversation of the joke. Usually when I sit down, Baruch Hashem, that stops. But, uh, and they're telling jokes. They say, yeah, you have such a good sense of humor. He would have liked this. He would have loved this one. That's ridiculous. I just, I, these are people who are Sharmatamis, they just don't know, they're uncomfortable and they don't have a clue that there's something in Shulchan Aruch about this. So, before Nicham Avelim, the halach is about Bigger Chalim. We mentioned one of them recently, Kelna Rafan Allah. You have to dive in there, you must dive in there. And it's in a Maila, you don't have to mention their name. The Shekhin is right there, and there's an Indian to dive in there. People feel funny, must start davening. So, I, Nashiv, the minute when we say Rafur Shalema, so maybe that's a sort of like a quick uh, tefillah, but there's an advantage to dive in there and ask what they need and find out and get in the best care and be them certainly to cheer them up. Uh, don't walk in with any nevuas like the one we just saw unless you have one. And if you have one, don't walk in because you should come see me first or your local orthodox shrink. Um, I think Mara says, only katanam and shaitim uh, have nevuas today. 
you're here to do a job, and like any other mitzvah, you have to figure out how to do it, and there's a way to do it, and, um, and you're not the Chavikadish in Berlin, or Frankfurt, and you've got to know uh, what the din is and what the minig is, and, and uh, then you use the fifth Shulchan Aruch. Va'al ha'kol, tzarech la'asaz ha'chana Next paragraph. You have to pair in your head, psychologically, before davening, before brachas, before mitzvahs, which we're not good at because we have a shem Hashem and a lot of brachas and we find it hard to concentrate, but if you're going to pick one area to concentrate, this is a good place to start. Shem Hashem always needs uh, help in terms of our davening and our concentration. Yes? You're human. That's fine. Uh, you're human. If a, if a fleeting thought that goes to your mind that's ridiculous causes your mind, so I often tell people, don't even dwell on it. Because it's human, and the Eitzahar is trying to get you to be Tayyal of And not only to take away the mitzvah now, but to regret the Marfreya, and that's the Eitzahar. So if you recognize it as such, uh, it's probably better not to even dwell on it. And Akash uh, Baruch, who knows that you didn't mean it? Uh, and rather the other is, you're doing mitzvahs all day and all night, and you're continuing to do so, so Hashem knows you didn't mean it. So, over here, the Achana, this next paragraph is actually a, a big sugya that I began discussing a couple weeks ago and saved it for here. He suggests strongly that you make some sort of Achana, possibly a verbal Achana, before you do a mitzvah, because if you don't do that, you're going to jump in and not have Kavana by the Shemes, by the Brochas, by the Tefilas, or by the Mitzvah. Now, do you get schar for a Maisa Mitzvah without Kavana? Yes, if you had Kavana that you were doing a Mitzvah, it was umzer demuchach like Lulav and Asukas and Shul. Mitzvah Sikh is Kavana, something in the Dereza. But you need Kavana. Somebody just asked me yesterday, uh, put up a mezuzah. There are a lot of people who are not yet from, they put up mezuzahs. What's the downside? First of all, just let them know if you're putting it up for them or telling them what to do, and this is a common shayla. Often they're putting it up because somebody told them it's a good luck charm, or it's a good mazo, it's a skulaf or something or something like that. Maybe it is all that, but if you do that and you don't know it's a mitzvah, then pashtas you weren't yetzi. Because mitzvah sikhs kavana. If you only think it's a skula, you forget it's a passing in chumish, then that's, it's not an umdur demuchuch, you're doing the shame mitzvah, because if you don't know it's a mitzvah, how can you do the shame mitzvah? So first tell them it's a zeresakos, so it's a mitzvah the race. And it happens to be, it's also shmira, and it's also it's all the wonderful things, but first you've got to know it's a mitzvah. And their shitas, believe it or not, hold that uh, it's not an uncommon shayla, that you have to do it lishma. The mice of kvias, this is the brochle, likvayim, this is it. You have to do it l'shma. I mean, you have to do it not l'shem mitzvah only l'shma. I don't know. Where do, you, where do you have a concept? Which mitzvahs need l'shma? Every mitzvah needs kavon. So the Samacharim says a good litmus test, a good rule, and that is whenever there's a psul or tas of lom and asui, it's a raya you need l'shma. I won't go into that now. Think about that. That's an interesting klal. Tas of lom and asui is one of those sugi's. Uh, you know, it so- sounds familiar, but there is such a klal, and you need l'shma betzitzis, and there's a tassel on some betzitzis. There are, there are rias to this. The nafkamina, big nafkamina, is if a fire person's putting it up already, should you do it for him, or be mechabit him? So without this, you would say, well, he's into it already. Tell him it's a mitzvah. Okay, he knows the mitzvah now, so why don't you let him do it? You might need l'shma, and if a person is a mumer, depending on the tinnish nishpah, mumer, the old shayla, or a cotton, 
I mean, if you can't do lishma, can't put up a shma, then maybe you should volunteer to do it. That would be enough gemina. Over here, we're talking about from people doing mitzvahs, but you have to have kavana, not only kavana that you're doing a mitzvah, knowledge you're doing a mitzvah, but kavana for the mitzvah, even if you don't know the inyani kabbalah. You do a maimar, Hashem Yitzbarach, Haidei Shayeo Anavi, we just uh, had, Yan Kiniga Sha'amazem, different place in Yeshaya, Tiyirasam Asim, Mitzvah Anashem Milumada, if they do it by rote, now, doing by rote is much better than not doing it all. If you know in the back of your mind it's a mitzvah deresa. But if you're doing it and your mind is completely somewhere else, then that's going to be an issue. Again, if you're in shul and carrying a little bit of sukkah, then it's still an umdun of but not all mitzvahs are like that. Hashem said, I expect more of Klai Yisrael to be able to be focused on their mitzvahs. A mitzvah without the av and the yira doesn't go up. Any word you say, which has had this, not coincidentally, this love. So the mouth and the mind have to be in gear. If you didn't have that, you didn't have kavanas, you're still yet to the mitzvah if there was some das to the mitzvah, but it's missing a lot. And you don't have to know any to do this. What do we do about this? This is the problem. What he's going to suggest, which we'll discuss on Shabbos, and this next part is better we discuss on Shabbos, I will uh, give out the famous tshuva of the Nebi, that we discusses the Arene Muchel Mazumans and the L'Shem Yichud, more in the L'Shem Yichud, uh, we four against the minigas. We do it. Question is, what was the tumult? And the Harina Mucha Mazumin, already seems to agree, and and um, possibly even the Rabbi Huda would agree, because that just gets your mind to focus. Stop, you're about to do a mitzvah, think about it. The question is, Lashem Yichud, which is more Pikabala, Mitzvah Shem will discuss that on Shabbos.